This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Demarest, CPA with Parmelis and Associates. So one of the biggest challenges for us this year and, and one of the big changes this year during tax season is the advent of a new wave of taxes. So these taxes are called pass-through entity tax, and it's an option for about half of the states in the United States. Today, we're going to be talking about what they are, why they make sense for some people, and how you go about electing these taxes. Um, the short answer on here to kind of tease you guys a little bit is this is something that we use for our high income clients and clients that pay a lot of taxes to allow them to get our federal tax deduction on all of their state taxes. Before we get into that, though, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. When you're working on cars, you want to be able to access your tools easily without hassle or clutter. The same goes for managing your shop. Eliminate the clutter of paper ROs with Shopware's digital shop management software. Visit them at GetShopware.com. At Repair Shop of Tomorrow, the focus is on helping shop owners unlock their full potential by specializing in an expert coaching and marketing program designed for your specific shop. For more information about their programs, please visit them at RepairShopOfTomorrow.com. So what is pass-through entity tax? For those of you, you guys might have heard of it. Maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. But essentially, a pass-through entity tax is just that. It's a tax that you're allowed to pay on your pass-through entity that flows through to you personally. Essentially, instead of paying taxes on a personal level, you're going to pay taxes on a business level. Now, some of you might be aware of this, but if you're a partnership or an S-corporation, your business actually pays no taxes at the business level. If you make $100,000 at your shop and you're an S-corporation, what ends up happening is that $100,000 flows through to you personally, and then you pay your taxes on a personal level. So essentially what we're doing here with the pass-through entity tax is instead of paying on the personal, we're paying it through the business. On the surface, it is very simple, but it's not that easy. Now, like I mentioned, who's allowed to do this? So if you're an owner of an S-corporation, you're allowed to do this. If you're an owner of a partnership or uh, part of a partnership, you're allowed to do this as well. Partnership and S-corporation is going to encompass most businesses out there. Almost 95% of the businesses that we handle are either partnerships or S-corporations. Really, the only other option that your business might be is a C-corporation. If you're a C-corporation, that means that you essentially can't take distributions and a corporation pays tax on a business level, federal and state. If that's the case for you, then you're kind of out of luck in this situation. Now, why are we talking about this now? So the reason that we're talking about this now is 2021 was when a lot of states rolled out their pass-through entity tax. 2020, there was a couple states that came out. Really, New York and Connecticut were the only two states in 2020 that did this. There was actually some court cases that came out to challenge this. And once they allowed this, then it kind of opened the floodgates for a number of states to do this. At this point that I'm talking about it, 27 states allow the pass-through entity tax in one way, shape, or form. Now, the tricky thing is, is every single state does this a little bit differently. So I'm not going to really be able to go to the ins and outs on a state level here, just kind of the ideas behind it. Like I said, all of them generally run about the same. They just have their own little intricacies. 
Now, why do we need to do this? So, under the old laws, before 2018, the way that your taxes worked is similar to the how they work now, but there was less limitations than there are now. So, before 2018, you know, just like I said before, S-Corporation, income flows to, to you personally, your partnership, maybe you own the real estate, that flows to you to personally, you pay tax and all that. To go against that income, you are allowed to deduct state taxes. That's called itemizing, right? When you itemize, you can deduct your charity, your mortgage interest, uh, your mortgage insurance, real estate taxes, property taxes, personal property taxes, even sales tax in some states. So under the old laws, you would go through and you would add up your real estate taxes, personal property taxes, state withholding, and state estimated tax payments. As much as you paid in in taxes, as much as you paid in in real estate, you are allowed to deduct all of that. If you paid in $200,000 in taxes, you got a $200,000 deduction on your tax return. However, in 2018, all of that changed. So what happened in 2018 is you still have to add up all of the taxes that you paid on the state level, but right now that cap is at $10,000. So the way that it works right now is you add up your real estate taxes, your personal property taxes, your state withholding, your state estimated tax payments, and let's say that comes out to $30,000. You're allowed to deduct $10,000. The other $20,000 that you spent, you get no federal tax deduction on it. Now, when this came out, it was a bit polarizing. You know, the 2018 Tax and Jobs Act, you know, that, that had a lot of different tax law changes in it. For the most part, I was a pretty big fan of it. I think that they did a good job. I think that, you know, they were cutting some taxes on small businesses who I feel really kind of get hammered a lot of times in, in tax law changes. This was one thing that I just couldn't get behind because I didn't see any reasonable reason of why they did this. You know, the biggest reason that they came out and said that they did this is they're not, they don't want to federally subsidize states increasing their taxes. You know, the thought on the federal level was, well, hey, if high tax states, you know, I live in Maryland, one of them, you know, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, uh, California, really high property taxes, really high state income taxes. And what the feds came out and said is, well, if you're getting a federal tax deduction on it, essentially the rest of the country is subsidizing you paying these outrageous amount in taxes. And the thought behind it was, you know, somewhere in low income tax states or, you know, just low tax states in general are really paying for people in high income tax states. So let's say that you live in Nebraska, low real estate tax, low state income taxes over there. You know, if you made $100,000, you might end up paying $5,000 in tax on the state level. Compared to that same person in California is going to pay three times that. Their argument is, why does that person in California get all this deduction? And why is this person in Nebraska essentially footing the bill for it? I can see that. But really, the reason that it came out is a bit more political. You know, if you go down the list and you look at the states that have enacted this and also the states that notoriously have higher taxes, most of those are democratically controlled states. At that time, we had a Republican president. And so definitely this was a shot over the bow of just trying to kind of make a muck of things. I don't think that there's any really good logical reason. I think that this was really trying to ruffle feathers and that it did. We all have bad days when we just turn to someone and ask, How the heck do I fix this? When that happens to you on the business side, which may not be your strong suit, you want someone quick and you want them to be clear. That's exactly what Dan Groen from Detroit Garage found when he peppered the folks at Shopware with questions about how to make the most of its shop management system. 
As he puts it, they continually solve the curveballs that we throw at them. With seven shops, Dan jokes that he is a demanding client, but that is a sign of a guy committed to his business. Even better, the shopware support team met every challenge with, in Dan's words, impressive capabilities and vigor. No complaints, no hassles, just a commitment to help Dan through his day. As Dan says, we make each other stronger. Now that's a partnership that works. It is time. Visit GetShopware.com. At Repair Shop of Tomorrow, the focus is on helping shop owners unlock their full potential by specializing in an expert coaching and marketing program designed for your specific shop. Their mission is to coach the owners to focus on growing their bottom line and building a team culture within their business. At the Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care endorsed program, they train the owners and the staff what right looks like, so everyone is on the same page and driving towards a common goal. Their coaching program focuses on all aspects of your business so that the owner can step back from the daily grind and start to work on their business and not in their business. For more information about their programs, please visit them at repairshopoftomorrow.com. And so, like I alluded to before, you know, when this first came out, 2018, 2019, there was no changes. Even 2020, there wasn't really a whole lot of headway there other than two states. Essentially, if you're in one of these high-income states, you lost that deduction. And in some situations, we actually saw some people's tax bills go up just because of this limitation here. But what ended up happening is 2020, Connecticut New York were the first people to do this. What they did is they came out and said, well, instead of paying it on a personal level, why don't we tax, why don't we tax pass-through entities at the entity level? So if you owned a shop and you made $100,000 of net income, the $100,000 would flow from your business to your personal for federal tax purposes. However, for your state tax purposes, the business would pay the tax on $100,000 and personally, you would not be responsible for paying any taxes on it. The idea behind that was, all right, if we pay it on the entity level, it doesn't get a limitation. You get the full deduction for all of it because it's a business expense. Now, again, everything that comes out gets challenged, gets questioned. When Connecticut and New York came out with that, um, the feds came back and said, hey, 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 nice try, but you're trying to circumvent the limitations that we did here. That's not allowed. They took it to tax court. They fought on it. You know, who knows what ended up happening on it, but they ended up relenting and say, well, you know what? There's not a statute that allows us to forbid you guys from doing this. So we're going to allow it and you're allowed to do that. Once these other states saw that New York and uh, Connecticut got away with this and, you know, it was something that people really liked, a number of states have started rolling it out. So the reason why I alluded to, you know, this tax season specifically being a little bit crazier is a lot of these states rolled this out late last year and even into early 2022. And so a lot of this stuff was really, really rushed through and a lot of states didn't even really understand how to do it. You know, I'm not going to name any states specifically, but, you know, we had states where they came out and said, you're allowed to do the pass-through entity tax, but they didn't give us any other information. They didn't tell us what the rate would be, if it would be different. They didn't tell us if there was vouchers that they wanted to pay. They didn't tell us if there was a website that they wanted this to get paid on. A lot of these state tax forms don't even have a place to put that on there, right? You might, you know, you've probably never done a tax return before, but essentially that there's lines and categories where every single thing that you do fits into one of those lines. But in the past, there was no such thing as a pass-through entity tax. So if you're on a state tax return, you could look at payments 
And pass-through entity tax isn't even an option. There's nowhere to put this. And so really right now, it's kind of the Wild West, and a lot of these states are really trying to figure out how exactly they want to do this. Um, you know, to kind of give you an example of, of why this would make sense and why we should go through with this, because I can understand you're listening to this and you're saying, Hunt, this is really, really confusing. I don't even know if it's worth it. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that you pay $20,000 in taxes on a state level, 10,000 to real estate, and then 10,000 is either withheld or estimated tax payments going in there. So if you do not do the pass-through entity tax, you pay $20,000 in state taxes you're only going to get a deduction for $10,000. The other $10,000 just goes away. No deduction for it. You still paid it, but no federal tax deduction. However, if you instead said, all right, obviously the real estate taxes are going to be paid personally, but instead of paying estimated taxes on a business um, on my personal tax return, I'm going to elect the pass-through entity and I'm going to pay those on my business. So now what we end up getting is a $10,000 deduction right off our personal taxes for the real estate and then another $10,000 deduction for the pass-through entity tax paid on the business. The difference is that all depends on how much money you make. If you make you know, $200,000, you're probably going to save about two grand on that because you're at about a 20% federal tax rate. If you make a million dollars, you could probably save upwards of $3,500 or $4,000 on this because, again, your tax rate is probably going to be 35 to 39% at that point. That's only $10,000. You know, I have a lot of people that pay 50, even hundreds of thousand dollars in state taxes. Uh, it's not super common to pay that much, but if you have a big house, high real estate taxes, um, make a bunch of money, high income taxes, it's not unheard of to, you know, see that kind of number on a personal tax return. And so you might be thinking again, Hunt, this might not apply to me. I don't make enough money. That might be the case. You know, and so this is something that we've went down through and we analyzed for our clients. So we went down and we said, all right, can our client benefit from this? Because like I was kind of mentioning here, it can be a little bit confusing. I'm not going to make someone go in and roll in the pass-through entity tax, set up all the estimated tax payments just to save $25. It doesn't make sense. It's just not going to be enough bang for your buck. However, if I went down through for my client and I said, hey, just by the stroke of a pen, just by kind of shifting where we're paying this tax, it's going to allow us to save money. You know, even if that's $1,000, we're going to do this for our clients. Now, how do you do this? This is a little bit tricky because it depends on what state you're in. Some states made us opt in. New York specifically was one of those. You had to opt in by a certain date. Once you opted in, New York was recognizing that, and then you were allowed to pay the taxes in. A lot of other states just essentially said, hey, you can either pay this us on your personal taxes, you can pay this on your business. We don't really care. You don't need to tell us, just give us the money. And in that situation, we just kind of did the example and, and looked at it both ways. All right, what if this client pays this all personally? What is his tax going to look like? What if he pays this on a business? What does his tax look like there? Let's pick which one benefits him better and go ahead and do it that way. And this is ever changing on this too. A lot of states have a state portal set up for this. Um, and most of the states that have an online payment option essentially do it the same place where you pay your sales tax. So essentially what happens, or you might even have seen this now, is if you go on to pay your sales tax, you might see a sales tax account, you might see your state withholding, your state unemployment, and then you'll see PTET or pass-through entity tax. 
Very straightforward, though. You know, don't overthink this. Don't kind of give up on this because you say, hey, Hunt, this is too confusing. I'm never going to be able to figure this out. I want to talk about what a normal situation looks like for our client. So I was talking to one of my clients the other day. Uh, She's got a shop in California. And we went down through, finished up her taxes for last year. And then we're doing our first tax estimate for this upcoming year. Um, My call with her is essentially what predicated this podcast episode because I said, you know what? This is probably something that a lot of people were wondering about, maybe even talked to us or talked to their accountant and got to pass through entity tax and just said, "Uh, I'll pay it, but I'm not really sure why. But for this situation, you know, I broke it down to both ways because she was a little bit confused by this and said, all right, Hunt, I kind of get the idea. We're doing this so that we get a tax deduction on it. You know, how much money am I going to save by doing this? And so in her situation, she was set up and she was supposed to make $6,000 payment every quarter. So over the course of the year, she was going to pay about $24,000 to California. And so what we figured out is that $24,000, if she paid it on a personal level, none of that would have been able to be deducted because just her real estate taxes alone are over $10,000. So nothing over and above that would give her a deduction whatsoever. So if I looked at the tax benefit of this for her and I said, all right, if we pay this on a personal level, you're going to get a deduction on the real estate taxes of 10 grand. The $24,000 that we're going to pay in for estimated tax payments, we get no tax benefit. However, here's how we can fix that. Instead of making those four estimated tax payments personally with vouchers that we give you, instead, we're going to do that on the business level. And we're still only writing one check per quarter, but we're doing it on the business, not personally, right? It's no more work instead of coming from a business account or instead of coming from a personal account, it's coming from a business account, but it's still four checks throughout the year. And in her situation, I think she's going to pay it online. So four times she has to log in and pay this. Now that's going to save her about $6,000. She's still paying $24,000, but she's getting a $6,000 tax deduction. The reason is, is like I said in the past, the $24,000 that she paid would not have been a federal tax deduction. However, by electing to do the pass-through entity tax, that $24,000 is now going to be a tax deduction. It's going to be under tax expense on her business financials. She pays about 25% federal tax rate, and that's a $6,000 deduction. She doesn't have to do any more work. She's still writing those checks in just out of the business, and she's going to save $6,000. These are the kind of tax savings that I love because it's essentially working smarter, not harder. We're not doing anything difficult. We're not doing anything out of the ordinary. We're still doing the exact same thing, just changing it very slightly, but maximizing the benefits because of this. And so, you know, that's probably what I would say in an ordinary scenario. It's not overly confusing. Hey, you're still making estimated tax payments. Just make it on the business, not personal. I kind of gave you the background on this so you can understand a little bit more about it. But at the end of the day, all that you need to know is the pass-through entity tax is something that you should be aware of. This is not an easy thing to figure out. It depends on what state you're in. It depends on how much you make. It depends on how much you pay in taxes and a number of other criteria. We have elected to do this for all of our clients if they're eligible and it makes sense. So we essentially went down through, figured out how much money they made, figure out how much taxes they're paying and said, is there a benefit here? Like I mentioned before, if we take a look at this and say, hey, they're either going to pay the exact same amount in tax or they're going to save $20 and it's going to be a lot of extra work, then we're just not going to do it for people. 
Also, as I mentioned before, there's 27 states that allow this. About half the states don't even allow you to do this, and so there's no option there anyways. This is something that we're going to see more and more of. You know, right now there's 27 that do it. There's four that have bills in their own state legislature to get this passed. And there's another six or eight that says that they will do this. They're still working on exactly how they want this to look like. So again, ask the questions, talk to your accountant, say, hey, is this something that we are utilizing? If we aren't, why not? Does it make sense? Does it give me any benefit? And if it does, what do we need to do to make sense? So that's about it for pass-through entity tax. Now you probably know more than you would ever like to about it, but hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this was something that maybe you've heard about and not fully understood. As I always ask, please share this with friends. Even if they're not a shop owner, this is something that's going to apply to all small businesses, and this could be something that they're not utilizing and something that they could get a big tax benefit from. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Business by the Numbers. Stay safe, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.